If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Sifpa Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that would like to thank the Academy Sports for helping us find running shoes. It's Sifpa. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every weekend or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Oh, boy. I'm Aaron Dicer, and he's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, he's the vivacious and versatile co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Saints were robbed. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture or apparently sports universe is on our minds. Andrew. Yes. I'm so sorry. Dude. Oh, I can't even express. Well, I did on Twitter. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you expressed quite a lot on Twitter. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, uh, oh man! I, listen, I, I did you watch the game? I did not. Okay, I did not. In general, I may watch the Super Bowl. May not. I just I haven't. I don't have a NFL football team that ever does well. You know, being a Michigan guy and Detroit Lions are never, never there. Liter Star literally, have never been there. Yeah. Um, so we well, were like, well, that's like a underdog story, you know, you could waiting to happen yeah, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, but yes, you are a huge Saints fan I am. and the missed call of the, the millennium. Yeah. Happened. They say it's already going to go down as the worst missed call in sports history. Yeah. I, uh, absolutely. Did you see that? You saw the play though, like because yeah, the, you've, yeah. you've, the play is I've everywhere. I didn't watch the game. I've probably seen that play a hundred times already. Yeah, you know, it's just it's. I don't understand it. He was right that I don't understand. Yeah, how you? I mean, he, not only could he have even called for pass interference, he could helmet have been called helmet. for helmet to helmet. Yeah, 
I just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Because here's the thing that gets called. We get first down and goal, and it's the past the two minute warning. Yeah. So we can run down the clock to three seconds, kick a field goal, we win the game. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so sorry for you, man. Yeah. Well, thankfully, this will be a little bit of a respite for you. Yeah. And we are not going to talk about sports for the next hour. Okay? <laughs> We're going to talk about the wonderful world of Oscar nominations. Yeah, we uh, is. The nominations are out. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the exciting surprises, the snubs, uh, the most exciting categories for us, predictions, all that kind of fun stuff. And we've got uh, then a best ever challenge. Which is super cool. Which is on best ever non-nominated movies. These are movies not only that weren't nominated for best picture, yeah, weren't nominated at all for anything. Uh, this is an encouraging thing to look at some of the amazing movies that did not receive a single Oscar nomination for anything so we're going to give you our top five there we've got a sift quest um that is uh, a recasting uh, idea that i'm really excited about and of course we'll do some buried treasure but we like to kick it off with some do we care every single week i scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world i pick some topics for us to discuss and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not now normally i do this i'll get all my nominate or my list on friday night yeah uh so i plan on doing it tonight Little did I forget that we were doing the podcast today. So I actually, only, actually, lot did you forget? Uh, a lot I forget. A yeah. lot I forgot. So I only have one thing for us to talk about. Netflix has won the bid for Ron Howard's take on Hillbilly Elegy, the mm. memoir of J.D. Vance and the life with Kentucky values. Hmm. I don't even know. I don't know anything. Oh, that was a whole bunch of nonsense words as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I don't know anything about any of that. I've heard of Hillbilly Elegy before. It's this famous, like, best-selling memoir by J.D. Vance. Never read it. Um, always, you know, it's always been, like, you have that one family member who is always like, oh, you need to read such and such. For me, it was always my grandma saying, you need to read the Hillbilly Elegy. You know, oh, okay. she didn't say it like that. She, <laughs> she has a very soft, pleasant voice. <laughs> um, so are you excited about that? Because I, I don't know enough about it to really care. But See, are... this thing, I don't either. Yeah. But I was in a pinch to find some things. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I saw was that Saban uh, Films has obtained the rights to do the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Mm, interesting. And Saban, if it's the same one I think of, is Power Rangers guy. Uh, yeah. S-A-B-A-N. Yeah, Saban. Yeah. yeah, that could be correct. Um, yeah, I don't know about that either. Yeah. I, um, one thing we could talk about is, uh, MoviePass trying to get back in everybody's good graces. Have you seen, have you gotten the emails? No, I, I, I did the unsubscribe from the emails from them. So they're like, um, hey guys, we're going to try the unlimited thing again. And it's <sighs> like, is any, like, that's my question. Would you ever trust them again? No. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, what do you call it? I, uh, shredded my card. I don't even bother trying to use it anymore. Yeah. Because whenever I go to the theater, I like, I'll pull up the app and there's never a showing for any movie during the day that I could use it for. Yeah. So, no, I just quit using it. Yeah, I don't think they've got a shot at bringing yeah. anybody back. Because we live in an area that has an Alamo draft house. Yeah. And they're coming out with their own si- kind of service like that except you know it's exclusive for them obviously right. yeah yeah yeah. so that's just what i'm gonna get 
And you said that you have another one that you well, use. Well, AMC A-List is the one that's well, out that a lot of people use. But there's another one, like, it's like a more of a wide open cinema. net. Cinema. Yeah, yeah, S, uh, yeah S-I-N-E-M-A. Uh, cinema is, it, and it does any theater you want to go to, but it's three a month. Yeah. And it's just not quite enough for me. For a lot of people, three a month would be plenty. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I, I, I would guess, were using their movie pass probably about three or four times a month. Um, but people, for, not us, but not people, not us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, it has to be an unlimited kind of thing. And AMC isn't unlimited, but it's three a week. And that's still really good. Yeah. I can't imagine not being able to see what I need to see with three a week. So I just don't like our local AMC theater. I, you know, I'm not a big fan either, but the good, the good thing is it covers IMAX too. So, oh, like, really? Yeah. It covers, you can pre order. So go see Limax. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, and, you know, there are some really nice AMCs in other cities. So, mm-hmm. like, when I'm traveling, I can use it for that and go see, you know, I mean, if, if I were to go to Chicago um, and do the incredible laser IMAX that they have there in Chicago, mm-hmm. that's like a $25 ticket, but it just counts as one of my three a week. How so. does it compare the one in Chicago to the one in Branson? It's the same. I mean, it's the same technology. Okay. You know, it's laser IMAX. But so. I don't know if it was Chicago, if they were going to take the extra step and make it that much bigger, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's a really nice one, the one on the pier there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm doing AMC for now, and we'll see how that works out long term. But Okay. Well, that'll wrap it up for Do We Care. Again, sorry. Go. It was really short. <laughs> no. No, I'm excited. Let's talk about some Oscar nominations. Yeah. Um, I think the best way to do this is I could go category by category if we want, but how about we throw out some general thoughts first? Okay. Um, like, I, I kind of did... Um, I don't know. Did you pick some kind of things in the different categories we kind of lined up? Well, like uh, exciting surprises? Yeah, surprises kind of... and snubs and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, let's start with surprises. Okay. I like starting with the positive. What are some ex- exciting surprises that you saw in the nominations? Black Panther for Best Picture. Yeah. Do you consider that a surprise? Yeah, I really do. Don't get me wrong. It's a really good movie, but mm-hmm. it's not a movie. It's the first superhero movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um. I'm going to be one of those people who gets in trouble for saying I think Infinity War should have been nominated over it. Yeah. But uh, you're not going to get in trouble. It just won't be a lot of people agreeing with you. Yeah. Because I do think that Infinity War was a way better movie. But at the same time, I'm super stoked that they actually got the nomination. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked that Coogler did not get the nomination, though. Yeah. Well, um, we're not to snubs yet, mister. Uh, well, hey. Tell me about the things that you're excited. No, that's fine. It's just conversation. That's totally fine. Um. There are some things that I was, you know, well, kind of nervous. Like, I hope Sam Elliott gets the nomination, and he did. So, so that's exciting, exciting for I you. Was excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, we can we can do this. We can just have this conversation. You mentioned Coogler and directing, so let's just talk about uh, directing for a second, okay? Okay. Because they only have five slots, right? Yeah. But there's eight movies that they nominated for Best Picture, so it's not like every director of every Best Picture is going to get nominated. It's Im- sure. It's impossible. Um, so you're gonna feel like some are left out. What's interesting is there are there is one director who was nominated for director whose movie wasn't nominated for best picture, uh, which is uh, Pavel Pavlowski for Cold War, which was oh the foreign language film. That's one of the biggest surprise. Cold War not only got nominated for foreign language film, which I think everybody assumed it would, yeah. but he got nominated for best director and it got nominated for best cinematography. As well. So it's kind of interesting in that two foreign language films 
are you know it makes up forty percent of the best director nominations. Yeah, so that's that's pretty impressive stuff. Um, the uh, the other directors left off are worth mentioning. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, left off for Stars Born, which means I mean, does that mean Stars Born isn't going to win Best Picture? Probably. Yeah, it doesn't usually happen that way. No, no. If if the best, I think what's the ratio? I think it's like seventy percent of the time, whoever wins Best Director, that person wins Best Picture. Well, and it's even less than that that a person who isn't nominated for Best Director that the movie will win Best Picture. It's That's very, what I'm saying. Like, it's very rare yeah. that if a person isn't nominated, yeah. So, in uh, the same could be said for Green Book because Fairly isn't there either. Peter Fairly isn't in that group. Um, so, yeah, what a crowded. I know it'd be great to see Coogler in there. I wanted to see Chazelle in there, and you know, it's just kind of one of those things where, um, yeah, I, you know, they were that that Cold War nomination just kind of really throws things off. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, interesting stuff going on there. Uh, I'll throw out the next uh, exciting surprise. Uh, Roma did even better in the nominations than I thought it was Didn't going it to do. Didn't it tie for the most it with did. the favorite? It had 10 nominations, including uh, two acting nominations that were not guarantees. Yeah. I think some a lot of people thought Yulitsa uh, would be nominated for Best Actress, um, but for the Best Supporting Actress nomination, uh, Marina... Uh, de Tavira. Yep, yeah. De Tavira uh, was nominated for Supporting Actress. Um, so I, that is exciting to me. It is looking more and more like, you know, Roma may really have a shot to win this whole thing. And that's, Oh, I think it's going to win. That's really super, do. super exciting to me. So any other exciting surprises for you? Yeah, I did have one. Where did it go? I have my list here, so I'm just... No, you're like fine. I'll throw through. out one while you're looking through. Okay. Uh, ba- Ballad of Buster Scruggs got more nominees, uh, nominations than I expected it to. Yeah, and I, I got really... an s- adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. See, it gets adapted screenplay here. Yeah, Because wasn't that weird? it original? It was. Like, yeah. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this to me. Because you made me question everything with... Um, what was it? Was it the Critics' Choice Awards? Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah. And the Golden I'm, Globes, too. And yeah. the Golden Globes. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm an idiot. No, now here, it's adapted screenplay. So, what is... I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know why. But um, also costume design. Also song. Cowboy... And uh, Cowboys get, uh, gets uh, wings. his wings or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's, it's dominant. Of course, I just heard that they're not going to be doing the original songs at the Oscars this year for the first time. They're, I mean, they're going to give the award away. They're not going to actually be performing them. Didn't Lin-Manuel Miranda come out and say that is the worst thing the Oscars could do or something like that? Like, yeah. it's the biggest mistake. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're just trying to kill the show this year. I mean, no host. Yeah. <laughs> no song. They're going to give some of the actual awards off broadcast, too. Some of the technical awards aren't even going to be announced on the show. This is going to be the biggest crap show. Wow. I just... I. It's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. Possibly. Who knows? Maybe it'll be amazing. Oh, visual effects. That's what it was. It's the only nomination Infinity War got. Uh, So you're excited about that? I'm just glad I got something. Yeah. Uh, Any other exciting surprises uh, for you? Mm -hmm. Uh, No. I think I'd say it was was an exciting surprise. I I mean, I kind of thought it would happen or might happen, but Isle of Dogs uh, getting nominated for Best Animated Feature. Oh, I had a feeling it was going to. I know it's not going to win. That's either going to go to either uh, 
Incredibles 2 mm-hmm. or Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm leaning more towards Spider-Man now as time goes on the way people are talking about I, it. I think you might be right. Um, yeah. But it was it was nice to see it nominated there. Uh, all right. What about Snubs? Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, it's what is going yeah. on? That whole category, the documentary category. Yeah. Uh, won't you be my neighbor? First of all, winning best documentary of the year at, all, at most yeah. other awards and not even nominated. For yeah. an Academy Award, and then what was the uh, uh, three three identical two strangers? strangers? Yeah, also not, nominated not, at every single one of them. Yeah, also not nominated here. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I my only thought is that the voting body thought it was such a shoe in that they decided to give their votes to other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had their particular one and they were like, well, won't you be my neighbor's going to get nominated? So I'm going to do these instead. That's the only thing I can think. Um, but Hale County this morning, this evening, I haven't seen. Of Fathers and Sons, I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, so the other part of this is I. it's not like I can go, how dare they nominate those things over these movies? Yeah. Because I haven't seen them. So yeah. maybe they're smarter. You know, maybe if I watch those movies, I'm like, well, but I can tell you this. Won't You Be My Neighbor is the best documentary I saw all year. Yeah. So it should have at least been nominated over Free Solo Minding the Gap and RBG, which I also saw last year, even though I think all those were amazing and probably deserve their nominations. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, yeah. That's the biggest snub for me of the year. It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, The other other big uh, parade of snubs is First Man, uh, Mm -hmm. which, I mean... Barely got a couple nominations in sound. Didn't even get a nomin. This is another big one because this is a one it's been winning in other awards. Score. Best original score. Mm. First Man has won Best Original Score at Critics' Choice Awards. I think it won a Golden Globe for it as well. And it didn't even get nominated for Best Original Score. There's something going on with the Academy. So weird. Yeah. Uh, another big uh, snub for me was Ethan Hawke. You know, yeah. for First Reformed, it's the only thing I liked about the movie. It's the only reason why I like the movie is because it's one of the best performances he's ever given. Yeah. Not a nom- or no nomination for at all for that movie, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as well as, um, what was the other big snub? Oh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that was a huge one. Getting nominated for Supporting Actor. Um, I mean, I know you're glad to see Sam Elliott in there. Yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant, Mahersha Ali, uh, Adam Driver. Adam I, haven't Driver. S- I haven't seen Black Klansman yet. You should. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I would put I would put Chalamet in there over Rockwell uh, if I had to just replace yeah. one. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't in it compared to like what Chalamet did as opposed to what Rockwell mm-hmm. did. Yeah, he looks a lot like W, but Chalamet. I would have picked him to win. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, technically, I would put him in there over all of them because I think it, it was the best supporting performance of the year. Yeah. But I mean, if, if I was... Sam Elliott, you mean. If I was... <laughs> well, we can relitigate that if you want to. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't... I think, you know, you put him... I think Sam Rockwell is the one that drops off the list once you put him in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's just wild. Another snub is going to be uh, uh, Emily Blunt for... Quiet for, Place. Yeah, neither of her performances. No, got yeah, nominated. she didn't get any. Did Poppins get anything for song or anything like that? I yeah, didn't look one I of did. the song. Yeah, uh, okay. The place where, um, yeah, the song got got nominated for sure. The place where lost things go. Okay. Got nominated. Um, I think it, it didn't get another nomination. I thought it got a couple, but 
Also, I would, uh, even though I hate Hereditary, but, you know, you gotta give credit where credit's due, and it's gotta go to, uh, what's her name? Um, Tony Collette. Tony Collette for a nomination, yeah. Yeah, who would you replace? So let's take a look at that. That's gonna be a lead actress, right? So let's go take a look here. Now, I haven't seen The Favorite yet either, so obviously can't, you know. Olivia Coleman's great in that. It'd yeah. be hard to replace her. Um, I haven't seen The Wife either, so I don't know if Glenn Close is. I mean, she's the one that's been winning. Oh, really? Yeah, she won, uh, well, she tied at the Critics' Choice Awards, and then she won the Golden Globe. Yeah, and I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, so I don't okay, know how so... good <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is. She's really good in it. She's yeah. really good. I was really pleased to see her nominated. Yeah. I love that she's an Oscar nominee. Yeah, it's just, it's stacked this year. It is. And that's the thing, because we've been saying all year how many good movies there are, mm -hmm. so at the same time, you're like, man, it's a shame. There just needs to be more people in the nominations. Yeah. Because, man... Uh, yeah. So I guess I got to see the wife, see how good Glenn Close is. Yeah. Yeah. You should check out all, all the nominated movies. Yeah. Uh, there's some good stuff going in there. Uh, let's talk about your favorite category. What category are you going to be most excited to watch when the Oscars rolls around? Honestly, and this is going to be weird, best animated feature. Right? I'm right there with you. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. It's definitely one of mine. Yeah. For sure. Because I'm just curious if... Because it's between the two. It's between Incredibles 2 and Spider-Verse. And I'm curious which way it's going to go. Mm. Because I, I have no I idea. I go back and forth, and I have no idea either. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse definitely has the momentum, but this is a giant voting Body. conglomerate. Yeah. Thousands of people are voting on this. So it would not surprise me if a large portion of the don't care undecideds just go well, that pixar movie was great yeah you know check so yeah i th i i'm officially currently guessing incredibles 2 just because subject of that subject to change subject to change but just because of that just because the voting body is so different at the academy awards yeah um, but I would not be surprised at all if it was Spider-Man. And like you said, that is the one I'm, I'm most excited to check out or one of the ones I'm most excited to kind of see who's going to take it. Yeah. Uh, any others that stood out to you? Uh, supporting actor, just cause you know, I've been championing Sam Elliott all year. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to get it, but if he does, I'm just going to be super stoked. Yep. Cause um, I think he deserves it obviously. Yeah. I'm really going to be excited about best picture. Um, just because I'm rooting so hard for Roma. It's Roma's got this. The and the other thing, the other thing I appreciate I appreciate you thinking that, but man, again, anything can happen and it is a big body, and I'm telling you, the nightmare scenario is Green Book winning, you know, something like that that is just a you know, just like a crowd pleaser that everybody loves but has some, you know, problematic issues with it and yeah. it's just like, oh, that would just be so disappointing. Um, personally, and personally, I mean, the Bohemian Rhapsody thing's got to be interesting for you because I know you love that movie, but yeah. I mean, the reaction to its nominations and its wins and the you know, kind of the general film loving, um, audience has been so negative. How, what are your feelings on Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, well, obviously for me, I'm happy. I don't think it's going to win. Yeah. It's kind of vindication for me. I'm like, see, I told you it's a good movie. <laughs> but at the same time, so many people saying that they're upset. I'm like, okay, well, if so many people, I know it's not going to win now. Right. So it makes me think, well, what movie would I put in its place? 
you know, and I just mm-hmm. had a little fun with that. And honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I would have put a quiet place in above it, mm. even though I have it listed higher, you know, for me for the year yeah. of movies, Bohemian Rhapsody. I still would have liked to have seen a quiet place, you know, just get that nom. Uh, yeah. I mean, first man, obviously, would be the one I would replace it with. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed. First man didn't get much stuff. Um, uh, also, I mean, there's so many great choices. Uh, Beale Street, if Beale Street could talk. Eighth Grade, Quiet Place. Oh, would that, that would have been so cool to see Bo Burnham get an Oscar right? nomination? Yeah. yeah. So that's a little disappointing as well. Yeah. But I'm really pulling for a Roma win, just to make it. Some, uh, I I don't know, man. Something about it. I just every single time I look at this list, I'm like, out of all those, yeah, Roma's got it. We had uh, uh, somebody on Twitter um, said, hey, I know I'm late, but I'm just listening to your Roma review. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the reflections that you talk about in the movie, the mirroring that Alfonso Cuaron does in the movie is goes all the way to the title with Roma when it's reversed. Amor. Is yeah. Amor, love. Yeah. So I thought I'd pass that on. I thought that was really, really cool, really sweet. Um, it is an awesome movie, and I'm hoping it wins. Uh I'm excited if it does for what that means for movies too. Just the fact that this is a streaming movie. Yeah. You know, like this will be the first streaming best. It's the best first nomination. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. For some reason, I thought uh, Beast of No Nation was nominated, but it wasn't. It wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I don't believe. I think uh, it, Amazon said, Amazon had one nominated for yeah, Best Picture. Yeah, um, the one with uh, what's his name? Uh, something uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. So I guess it's not the first streaming nomination. Was Manchester Manchester was nominated for Best Picture? That's, I'm saying like uh, I'm saying that Roma isn't the first nomination for a streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Casey Affleck. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting in a lot of ways. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, you have any big predictions? Big prediction? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm going to put down... It's going to be... It's not crazy, but uh, Christian Bale for lead actor. And for supporting actor, I was going to throw in uh, Mahershala Ali... Probably. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's just run through the categories real quick. Instinct. You tell, and you don't have to stick with this because we'll do the contest again. The we, con- I have to win again. The contest has to go up. So, yeah. but we'll just go through, and you don't have to stick with these. But gut instinct. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Supporting actress. Supporting actress. Scroll down. I'm gonna go with uh, Rachel Weisz. Regina King. Okay. Costume design. Costume design. I'm just going in the order they were announced, so oh, that's, okay. that's the order I have them in. I so apologize. I got to scroll down. <laughs> I got to find a costume design. Mary Queen of Scots. Uh huh. That's a, it's a good choice. I'm yeah. going with the favorite. Okay. Sound mixing. All the Victorian kind of you know you always mm-hmm. get the sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's skip the technical cat. If the if the no, if it's sound, that's the only thing that um. You think uh, First Man's going to win sound mixing? Oh, sound mixing. I was thinking sound editing. Well, both Sound either. mixing, uh, I'm going to go with First Man, but for sound editing, A Quiet Place. I'm going to go with Roma for uh, sound mixing and um, First Man for sound editing. Okay. I don't know why. Um, animated short. Nah, let's not do We don't know those. Don't we know haven't what, seen those. Yeah. Uh, so let's skip the shorts. Original score. 
Original score. That was another place Isle of Dogs showed up, was in original score. Uh, Alexandra uh, Desplat. Desplat, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Mer Perpins. Mer Perpins? Mer Perpins. <laughs> returns? Oh my God, Mer Perpins is back. Well, if you're going with Mer Perpins. <laughs> you're going to um... go Erd to Dirks? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This was this was first man's category. This makes me so mad. Um, yeah, and honestly, I would have agreed with you. I'm I'm gonna go with Beale Street. Okay, I think this will be. Beale Haven't Street's seen award. it, so I can't throw a nomination. To um, film editing. Editing. Uh, I think Vice. Yeah, I think this one might go to Vice. Vice. Yeah, either Vice or Black Klansman, but I, I think Vice is gonna take that one. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor. You said Mahersha Ali. <laughs> <laughs> supporting actor. That's who I think is going to win. Yeah, I man, so I really too. want Sam Elliott to win. Yeah, I think Mahershala is going to win as well. Okay. Um, haven't seen the documentary shorts. Uh, have you seen enough of the documentary features? Let me take a look at this documentary feature. Uh, I'll throw mine in the gap. Yeah, I th- even though a- even though I think it, I think it might be RBG just okay. for political reasons, but yeah. um, minding the gap of those is the one I think should. Yeah. So I'm going to go. Even though I'm not even a skater kind of guy. Yeah. Um, Cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah. Cold War, Roma, Stars Born, Favorite, Never Look Away. Couple surprises in cinematography. Never Look Away and Cold War. Stars Born. Hmm. I'm going Roma. I'm going Roma with cinematography. I want it to, but for some reason, Stars Born feels like one of those movies to me where it's like, we're, it's not going to win the big awards, so they're going to try and give it some of the awards yeah. for these other ones. Yeah. Um. Let's do visual effects. Is this the uh, solo a Star Wars story? Ready Player One, Infinity First War. Man, Christopher Robin, Infinity War. Infinity War. I'm going First Man. Okay. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Uh, Vice, Mary Queen of Scots in Border. Mary Queen of Scots. Really? I think Vice has this. Wait for hair. Yeah, makeup and hairstyling. Oh, hair and makeup and Vice. Yeah, yeah I think oh, Vice if, has that. Because makeup alone, Christian Bale. Uh, yeah. We already talked about animated feature. I'm saying Incredibles 2. I'm you're going Spider. You're going Spider-Man. Um, again, that is subject to change. Original yeah. song has to be Shallow, right? Yeah, Shalalalalalo. <laughs> can't believe they've got that song and they're not going to perform it at the awards. That's just, I just don't understand. Um, foreign language film, have you seen enough of those? Not that uh, it matters. I think Roma's going to win that. Yeah. Unless they do what some of the critics groups have done. What we're ha- they'll have like something else yeah, Cold win War best foreign, will win language. foreign language and then Roma win best, best picture. picture. Yeah. It's crazy. Um adapted screenplay. <laughs> Every single time I see adapted now, I just laugh about scrugs. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Star is born. Yeah, I think it might be Beale Street could talk here. Okay. Haven't seen that or Blank Klansman, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Beale Street didn't get a Best Picture nomination, so Stars Born and Black Klansman make more sense. Yeah. But I think it might be Beale Street. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay. Man, this is tough. It really is tough because Roma and Vice are the two that I uh, I could see. I'm going to bite the bullet and go with Vice for screenplay. Ooh, yeah, might be right. Um, I think Roma. I think it's. I think. I think we're gonna get a, a Roma sweep. Well, not totally, but almost. Um, leading actor, Christian Bale. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, the only one that could give him a run for his money is Rami. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, lead, go ahead. Because I know you really didn't like At Eternity's Gate. Uh, I haven't seen Green Book, so Viggo Mortensen, I know he's he's Viggo Mortensen, so... But at the same time, but you just look at like what Bale and uh, Rami did. If Ethan Hawke was in this category, honestly, I would have no idea. Yeah, because you have those three guys, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know. So, yep. Um, leading actress. Well, you said Glenn Close is winning everything. She's so been I'll, winning it. Yeah, so I'll go with her. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> she will as well. The only other one I could look at is just Gaga. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think it'll be one of the two, but I think Glenn Close is going to win her Oscar. You don't think Yalitza's got a... No. That's a shame. No, I don't. Um, let's see. Directing. That's Alfonso, right? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And Best Picture... Roma. Roma. Now, it is interesting because the way the Academy does Best Picture is a preferential ballot, which I love, by the way. I think everything that we vote on should be preferential ballot, which means that uh, they count all the votes, and then if nobody's above 50%, they eliminate the lowest vote getter, and then those people's second choice goes into you know. So like if somebody let's say let's say um, Black Klansman for whatever reason is the lowest vote getter. Yeah. So you had Black Klansman at number one, but number two you had Roma. Yeah. You'll go in the Roma pile. Yeah. You understand how that works? Yeah. So then they count again, and if nobody's over fifty percent yet, they eliminate the and next. And they only down. do that for Best Picture. Yeah. I think so. That's interesting. I figure that would be a really good system for all of them. I think it's a great system of every... I think presidential candidates should be voted on on a preferential system. I think that would be amazing. Um, You know, because then you could put a bunch of third-party candidates before the person you definitely don't want to get elected. Yeah. You know, and just in case. So, (laughs) I think it makes a lot of sense. No, it really does. It's just... Every single week we say it's not a political podcast, but we always seem to. <laughs> that's just not a that hasn't either. That's just a. That's a systems thing. That's not a right or a left thing. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying that you know every single week we always find a way to try and sneak in a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. There's some thoughts on the Oscar awards. Uh, I am probably in some weird way the most excited and least excited I've ever been for an award show. <laughs> but I'm most excited because of how much I love Roma. But I'm least excited because of how it looks like it's going to turn out. How it's going to turn out. I just don't understand how this is going to be a good show. Um, For a second, did you hear for a second there? They were trying to assemble the Avengers to host, like all the different Avenger characters together as a host. So, like, Robert Downey would come out and do something, then Chris Evans would come out and do something. And then (laughs) that's their uh, compensation for not getting nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, all right, before we head on to our best ever challenge, Andrew Hi. has provided us with <laughs> some drunk pop. Yeah. Uh, some drunk sif pop. So we're going to take a listen to that. Um, Put and my headphones on for, just, on for that. Just, just to have a good time because, you know, there's nothing better than listening to your favorite podcast host sound like they're drunk because it's going very slow. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to present to you another episode of Drunk Sift Pop, featuring Andrew and Aaron. That's your official bonus for... for yeah. Okay, Pet nice. Cemetery, Pet Cemetery makes... Uh, <laughs> it's my bonus. 
Endgame is my pick, but Pet Cemetery makes uh, the bonus. It's Daniel. Bro. It is. I'm glad okay. you mentioned Pet Cemetery. I really yeah. am. No, me too. Did you have a bonus? I do, and it's um, Shazam. I love my, that you're I our guess on that, this. Oh yeah, Shazam's my bonus. Shazam's um, my oh, bonus. I picked it as an official bonus. As official bonus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pick it as an official bonus, but I am really excited about it. That's a good choice. So, Shazam's one of my favorite, like top five. Uh, DC characters. So, <laughs> well, and I just so I love Chuck, man. <laughs> he's he's the uh, best. He's, he's so best. great. He's on the uh, second <laughs> season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and he's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, but in-game is the official most anticipated for April. Uh, now it starts to get a little bit interesting over the summer. Gonna have to throw some bonuses in maybe to get some of these movies in. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I love Chuck. Oh, Chuck. I love Chuck. Oh, good stuff, Andrew. Thank you for a little bit of uh, Drunk Sif Pop. We always appreciate it. Um, all right, let's move on to the best ever challenge mm -hmm. for this week. Best ever movies not nominated for any Oscars. Now, this is interesting because there are plenty of amazing movies that never got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. But even a lot of you know the movies that you don't think got nominated for anything picked up a few nominations yeah. here or there so you know kind of narrowing this list down was really interesting to me um how do you want to do this you want to start or you want me to i'll let you go first all right at number five and work our way up to number one uh my number five best ever non-nominated movie is alfred hitchcock's rope um okay. this is jimmy stewart it's kind of a one take thing it's brilliant genius uh, I can't believe this didn't garner some nominations, even just for the creativity and the interestingness for Jimmy Stewart's performance for, you know, that, I mean, the Academy notoriously didn't like Hitchcock. Like, he yeah. got very few nominations uh, in his illustrious career. So, um, I guess it's not a surprise and actually isn't the only one on my, only Hitchcock movie on my list uh, that, you know, didn't get any nominations. But Rope is the one that I would start off with at number five. Nice. My number five is going to be Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. Uh, God, I love I love me some westerns, and Sergio Leone made the best westerns, and this one with Henry Fonda and Charles Bronson is it's just up there with some of my favorite. It, Charles Bronson is just so awesome as the harmonica player. It's it's a great. I don't, I don't know that I've seen Once Upon a Time in the West. Really? Yeah. It's in my top three uh, westerns of all time. Hmm. And you know me, westerns, my oh, favorite no, movies. I, I know you love the westerns. Yep. It's that, 310 to Yuma, and then The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. And westerns did get nominated for Academy Awards. Yeah. You know, quite a bit. So that is a bit of a surprise. Uh, my number four yeah. is The Iron Giant. I did not know it didn't get nominated for animated. Did not did not get a single wow. nomination. Um, wow! 
phenomenal film. And uh, we've talked about it many times before, but it just seems to me that it uh, it should be nominated for something. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we go back and change that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, this is the kind of thing. This is what's encouraging, right? Because you have movies that don't get nominated. And you're like, come on, Academy. And then you go, oh, there are some greats that yeah. never saw a nomination. So, yeah. yeah, Iron Man was one of those. My number four. Yeah. Or is it my number three? I can't remember. It's your number four. four. I went uh, first. The Shining. Yeah. I knew you were going to bring that up. It's yeah. in my honorable mentions. Uh, solely for, even though it's nothing like the book, you know, I've said that a thousand times, but this movie is so good. It's an amazing horror film, and the way Kubrick just made so many iconic scenes, the elevator of blood, the twins, the, yeah. it's, you know... Uh, Here's Johnny, you know, all these crazy, amazing things this movie did mm-hmm. and not a single nomination. Yeah. Have, that you, ever is seen, one, have that, you ever seen the making of The Shining? I have not. How, like, Stanley Kubrick was, like, so, like, abusive to Shelley Duvall and stuff? Mm-mm. Oh, it's crazy. You, you should check it out. It's pretty interesting. Wow. Um, I knew you were going to mention it. It is one of those... It, it, there are some of these that I mention and you go, oh, I get it. I understand that didn't get nominated for anything. Then there are some like The Shining where you go, are you serious? Yeah. And that's one for me that you go, wait, not a single, not nomination, a single nomination for The Shining. So yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Uh, my number three yeah. is my second Hitchcock uh, movie on the list, Dial M for Murder. Never got nominated for anything. Oh, man. They did not like him. They, di- they did not. Uh, <laughs> and so, I mean, most of his stuff would at least get screenplay nominations mm-hmm. because that was a nomination that they didn't have to give to Hitchcock. <laughs> they could give it to the writer of the movie, uh, which is an interesting uh, end around. But this one didn't get anything, and it's one of my favorites uh, in my top five Hitchcock movies of all time. So uh, Dial M for Murder is my number three. Nice. My movie's going all the way back to 1938. Bringing up baby. Berber. <laughs> Burger up Berber. No, Bringing Up Baby. Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest movies ever. One of my favorite movies ever. Uh, not a single nomination for Catherine. Obviously, I don't remember any of the performances of that year, but mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant, they should have won everything because the movie's one of the best movies ever. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, I'm going with number two, King Kong. The original original King King Kong did not get any nominations and is now considered one of the most groundbreaking and best movies of all time. Yep. Kind of mind blowing. It was in my honorable mentions. I I just, that was another one I looked at. Are Are you serious? Yeah. The original King Kong didn't get a single nomination? Yeah. I don't know what the categories were back in the day. Now that's true. Yeah. I don't know how categories have evolved and changed necessarily, but I Mm -hmm. know it's, it's been a while since they've changed. Yeah. Um, but that's my number two. What do you got at your number two? The Big Lebowski. Yeah, that was in my honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, Should have been nominated for directing, best actor, best supporting actor. Well, the Coen brothers are, I mean, they have their own list of movies that, you know, didn't get nominated. I'll just mention it now. It's in my um, honorable mentions as well. Hudsucker Proxy yeah. is another one that I love that didn't get a single nomination. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, there's just misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. I think there were a couple other Coen Brothers movies that didn't get any nominations too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Big Lebowski is interesting. Did you see the tease that the the dude is going to be on a com- Super Bowl commercial? I think I saw something about that. I mean, I assume it's a Super Bowl commercial because it said like it gave the date of the Super Bowl, and it's basically just him saying, 
nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, he ducks his glasses and <laughs> moves on. Well, yeah, that's a good, that's a good use of money for a Super Bowl commercial. There you go. Was it like 10, what is it, like $10 million for 30 seconds? I have or no something? idea. It's insane. I know that. Yeah. I don't, I'll have to wait until I have to write the check. Yeah. To figure it out. Because Sif Pop, I didn't tell you this. You're split we're splitting this halfway. But okay. we we got a Super Bowl commercial, so start thinking about what you want to I'm gonna have to start moonlighting, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the money part too, but I mean think of the con like the concept of what you want us to put on there. We're going um, way off topic before number ones, but do you remember <laughs> there was a Super Bowl commercial like three or four years ago where the whole bit was that they had to spend so much But they didn't have anything less for the commercial. Yeah, that the yeah. commercial was like stick figures and stuff because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford actors or anything. Yeah. It was really funny. I remember that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, number one. What you got? Uh, in honor of Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. Unbreakable. Yeah. Not a single nomination. Uh, I think that's the best movie ever not to be nominated for anything. Now, it, it doesn't surprise me necessarily in the same way this, the others do. You know, he was coming off Sixth Sense. His movies weren't ne- Sixth Sense wasn't necessarily considered an award-worthy movie. Yeah, Just, it was. It was nominated for Best Picture. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. You're right. And he well, was never nominated, mind then. And he was nominated for Best Director. Never mind then. I don't know what they were thinking with Unbreakable. Because <laughs> it's better than Sixth Sense. Because I think that, yeah, it is better than Sixth Sense. I think Sixth Sense was the first horror film nominated since The Exorcist hmm. for Best Picture. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's a good choice for Unbreakable, though. Yeah, that's my number one. What's yours? The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Greatest movie of all time. Not a single nomination. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not a single. And you know me, I do consider it the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's a shame. For so many categ- so many things, uh, cinematography, I would even throw out Best Supporting Actor for um, uh, Eli Wallach, you know, or not Eli Wallach. <laughs> Eli Wallach was not in <laughs> that movie. Uh, or wait, was he? I'm going crazy here. I don't know, man. I wouldn't yeah, know it Eli that well. You're, you're the one who would for know For some it. reason, I said Eli Wallach, but for in my head, Wally Sean. Yeah. But I'm like, I just imagined Wally Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> but no, no. Eli Wallach, I would give him a nomination for Best Actor. So many, so many great things. Sergio Leone for Director. Yeah. Clint Eastwood for Actor. <sighs> I love it. Uh, let's throw out some honorable mentions. Okay, well, uh, you mentioned King Kong. That was going to be one of mine. Yep, yep. Um, you want to go back and forth? Yeah, I'll let you go first. Uh, sneakers. One of my favorite movies ever. That's a DiCaprio movie, isn't Or, no. No. Wait, what am I thinking of? Uh, River Phoenix was in it. I don't know if that... I mean, he that would be kind be of the I'm DiCaprio kind of guy. But yeah. it was Robert Redford and Dan Aykroyd and this entire great cast and, you know, David Strathair and... Uh, just a really fun movie. It's not necessarily a surprise, but it is one of the best movies never uh, to be nominated. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? You're going to notice a theme here with my movies. Tombstone. <laughs> the Westerns. Yeah. Because I would have given Val Kilmer a nomination for that movie. Yeah. It's crazy good. Uh, Galaxy Quest. Also oh, never nominated. Man. Yeah. I. Do you think that that movie is like... The, the more it ages, the better it gets. Yeah. So, like, when it came out, people didn't realize how oh, good sure. it was. And a lot of these are. You know, I mean, yeah. there are there are a few. And maybe we'll ask this once we're done with our honorable mentions, like, to kind of go, well, what's the most surprising, you know, on your list? Because that's different than the best, right? Yeah. Like, the most surprising that it wasn't nominated. But what do you got next? Uh, I lost my list now. Uh, yeah, I'll throw out yours while I try and look at sure, mine. Sure, okay. sure. Uh, Groundhog Day. That was it. That was my other one. Yeah. Yeah. Groundhog Day. 
also not nominated. Uh, that one is a little surprising to me. It, it seems like a movie that would appeal to Academy voters. It means something. It's philosophical. It's interesting. It's funny. Um, I so, wonder yeah. if it suffers from the fact that it came out during the time that Bill Murray was just the smart alecky guy in yeah. every single movie. It was seen as more of a straight comedy than anything that was meaningful, but it really was a meaningful movie. Yeah, it really was. Um, and I think the performances are great in it. So, uh, Give me a second here. i got to look up, see if I... I mean, how do you not nominate Chris Elliott for supporting actor? I mean, come on. Yeah. His line delivery was so on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Never mind. The movie I thought that was not nominated got a nomination, so never mind. Which one was that? Memento. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Ooh, but that is the Prestige. Was the Prestige nominated yes, for it anything? Yes, was. Okay, you look. You, you oh, go yes. through all that. Oh, look. yes. I've been through many of these. Because <laughs> what of I did these. is I went through my uh, top 100. I'm like, did it get a nomination? Did it get a nomination? All right, here's some others. Okay. Heat. Never nominated for a single Academy Award. It's crime. That one is surprising to me. That might make the did most surprising. The I did. I got okay. it. It's nice. I'm. 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 Uh, what is it? Uh, meiosis or mitosis? Like your pun uh-huh. G is like. It's. I'm. Osmosis. I'm, yes, that's what it is. Osmosis. Uh, Zodiac. Also. Do you think Zodiac is like Oscar worthy? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think if it was made today, I think it would get nominations. I think Lynch would get nominations from that movie. Sure. Okay. Uh, Fury. The, That's a more uh, recent the one. The Brad Pitt one? Mm-hmm. It's not a single nomination. Hot Fuzz, not a single nomination. That was my last one. Was it really? Yeah. Hot Fuzz, not a single nomination. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So there you go. Um, I think The Shining is probably the most surprising out of all those. Yeah. That would be my pick. Either Heat or The Shining would be my big, my biggest pick for most surprising. Yeah. Uh, that it didn't get any nominations. Um, maybe King Kong. Maybe I'd throw that up there, too. King Kong would be a really good one to throw out there because, like, you think about what that movie did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Those are the best ever non-nominated movies. Not a single Oscar nomination among them, uh, even in the minor categories. So... Just remember, if you fail at everything, you're still doing fine. <laughs> Just to think that Suicide Squad has more nominations than <laughs> right. all of those movies. Yes, it has a win, Oscar <laughs> winning. I was gonna say you don't even need to say you could you you could really find some awful movies that have nominations that, without wins. Yeah, and say that that you know they have nominations and these don't. So yeah. that one even has a win. Did Booking Nights get nominated for an Oscar? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, before we head on to the rest of the show, thank you so much for being a member of Sif Pop at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Uh, if you go there, it's three bucks a month to start off with. There's different levels with different uh, things that are going on. Lots of exciting stuff going on right now. Uh, brand new kind of launch of what Sif Pop's going to be this year. So we're excited to get that out there in the next month or so. Um, and if you want to check all that out, you can go to patreon.com slash And there's uh, lots of fun stuff like pre-shows. Like we reviewed, well, didn't review, but we chatted a little bit about Serenity, the movie Serenity in the pre-show today. Um, and then all that's available for our members as well as a monthly hangout, some other cool stuff as well. So if you're interested, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash All right, let's move on to the Sif Quest. This comes from Tate via Twitter. Tate says, possible Sif Quest question. Well, we just made the possible an actuality. Woo! It's an actual Sif Pop Sif Quest question. Say that three times fast. Possible Uh, Sif Pop question? No. Possible Sif Pop Sif Quest question. 
possible sip pop sip quest question. Yeah. <laughs> See? I can't talk normally and you're asking me to do a tongue twister. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, I want to take a modern movie and recast it with actors as if it were made in the past. So my question to the two of you is if Baby Driver or any other movie you can think of that came out in the last couple of years was made in the 1970s, what would your dream cast be? How do you think the movie would be different? We expanded this. I hope that's okay, Tate. And basically just get to pick any modern movie and then recast it from any era. Uh, I have a couple that I wanted to do. Um, I did Baby Driver just because it, cool. it was cur- I was curious. Cool. Did you just do Baby Driver? Yeah. All right. I'll start with one, and then you can do your Baby Driver, and then I'll do my second one. Cool, cool. Uh, my first one's pretty quick. I would do La La Land with Debbie Reynolds and Gene Kelly. Mm. Um, you That's know, a no-brainer. Yeah, it really is. It's one of those things where you just you look at it and you go, that beautiful music, the incredible filmmaking with uh, actors who actually were trained to sing and dance like they were um you know that's something i miss about modern talent a lot of times is they haven't gone through the intensive singing and dancing um training that pretty much all actors used to do you just that was a part of your toolbox it just had to be um so yeah to see gene kelly and debbie reynolds do la la land would be absolutely phenomenal so that was an easy one uh what'd you do for baby driver uh well I actually just recast everybody so I'm just gonna go down the list yeah go here. for it so for baby uh Ansel Elgort's character James Dean yeah yeah uh for Kevin Spacey's character this is kind of weird but I kind of think it could work James Earl Jones okay yeah uh for Jamie Foxx's wild so what year is this seventies ish okay so it's a younger James Earl Jones yeah okay still old enough though uh for uh, Jamie Foxx's wild man character, I'm throwing out Nicholson. Okay. Uh, for John Hamm's character, Burt Reynolds. Okay, so James Dean died in 1955. What? Yeah. So, but this is fine. We'll just live in a fantasy world where everybody can be in the same movie, but... River Phoenix, then. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because he was... What, was wait. he born? Gosh. Ah, it's harder than you think. It isn't is harder. It? Yeah. Let's let's we'll let you live in a fantasy world so you don't have to look all this stuff up. Um, okay. But yeah. So go ahead. Cast your best age version of your best people. <laughs> um, for uh, John Hamm's girlfriend, I forget what, who that was. Mm-hmm. I was going to throw out uh, Jane Seymour. Okay. And uh, for the actual, uh, oh, having a brain fart here, uh, J- uh, baby's girlfriend. What was her name? Anyway, uh, I was going to throw out Linda Carter. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we sh- we should know Baby's cause, girlfriend because of you know there's a n- name. You yeah. know, her name is a song, right? It's yeah. Deborah, right? Yeah. I just think uh, Wonder Woman. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So very nice, nicely done. Uh, I'm gonna recast the Prestige. Ooh. And we're going to the fifties. Is oh, the fifties? I was gonna say if it's seventies, is David Bowie still gonna be in it? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah, could be. Um, Cary Grant uh, is going to play the um, the uh, Hugh Jackman role. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is going to play mm. the Christian uh, Bale Christian Bale role. Um, Hitchcock's going to direct. Of course. Uh, Grace Kelly is in the Scarlett Johansson role. So pretty. Uh, and maybe like uh, this was the hardest one. I was trying to figure out the Michael Caine role. Michael Caine. Um, and I'm thinking maybe like an aged up David Niven, 
or Lawrence Olivier. Um, Lawrence Olivier would be really good. So put Lawrence Olivier in the Michael Caine role, and I think that would be an incredible, incredible. Can you imagine Hitchcock's The Prestige? Yeah, and it's amazing. It'd be different, but it'd be amazing. Yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, I think that Christopher Nolan really kind of immersed himself in a Hitchcock mindset to make that movie, because the more I think about it, the more Hitchcockian it feels. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Tate. We appreciate it. If you've got a Sift quest you want to send us on, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Siftpop, or at Aaron Dicer, or at Flick Freaks, um, or you can email us, feedback at Siftpop.com. Uh, before we finish things out, let's do some buried treasure. Okay. What do you got? I'm going to go with a little indie movie called Star Trek. <laughs> we, we talked it's- about it the other day. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen it in a really long time. So I went back and I watched it. The first one? The first one. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I forgot how good it was. Like, that introduction of Chris Pine as t- James T. Kirk. And, you yeah. know, seeing Carl Urban as Bones and just Anton Yelchin, you know, as Chekhov. And- it really is that. I mean, it's it's great. Yeah. For a second there, I thought you were talking about, the like, the OG first one. See? Star Trek. <laughs> of the original Star Trek. I, I think they can still hear you. I don't think they can. I just want you to know, I think Next Generation is so much better. <laughs> um, sorry for that silence there. I yeah. know you couldn't hear anything. Yeah, um, we, we just, yeah apologize for that. Um, Gene Roddenberry is going to haunt me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I agree. The, the latest Star Trek movies are great, and that first one is so good. Yeah. Is it the best one of the new ones? Yeah. Or is, is Into Darkness the best one? <sighs> no, I think the I, first I think, one's the I best think one. They cr- Don't get me wrong. I love Into Darkness. I think I like Into Darkness a lot more than a lot of people. Yeah. But I think like the more they went, the less good they got. Mm. So I would say number one's the best, then Inter- Into the Darkness is number two, and then Beyond is the third best, which I didn't like Beyond all that much. Yeah, I did. I still enjoyed it. Um, all right. Uh, let's see my buried treasure. Uh, going with a twofer here. Oh. They're both documentaries on Netflix. Not Netflix. Sorry, Hulu. They're actually both documentaries on Hulu. Uh, one I liked a lot. One I liked a bit. <laughs> But I want to talk about them both. Okay. Uh, let me talk about the one I liked a bit. All right. Um, it's called The Perfect Bid. And it tells the story of this man who named Theodore, whose basic life passion was to study the game show The Price is Right. This is an amazing story. It is. It's an incredible story. And the documentary does a really good job of laying it out. And the reason that I liked this documentary is because of the story. I don't think it's exceptionally produced. I don't think Theodore himself is fun to listen to. He's kind of a bit monotone. And yeah. they, you know, they really had to try to work the editing to make it interesting. It does a couple interesting things. But the story itself is what makes this worth your time to watch. Um, basically, it tells the story of how he would study everything he knew the exact prices of these things because they would reuse them on the show. And he had a spreadsheet. He developed a computer game to test his knowledge. He would go. Um, he did get on the show once. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil everything. But just to say he helps other people out. And those other people do amazing things on the show. 
um, you know, like absolutely mind blowing things on the show. And then those other people try to take credit that it was them, but they were really just looking to him in the audience because they stood in line together and he told him that he studies, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a really fascinating story overall and well worth a watch. So that's that's the one I like a bit. The one I like a lot, a lot. is called Too Funny to Fail. And it is the story of the Dana Carvey show. And I don't know if you remember this at all. I remember but Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, when he came off SNL, yeah. was the hottest thing ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was... He, he was pro- doing Bush, you know? He was killing it. He, every character In he did Wayne's blew World, up. he was Garth. Um, I know there have been a lot of incredible, incredible comedians that have come through Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But I think at the moment he left Saturday Night Live, he had the most pop culture cachet of any comedian ever to come out of Saturday Night even Live. Even Will Ferrell. Yeah, even Will Ferrell. Like, wow. at the moment he came out, he was just like... Everybody in America loved him, knew who he was, loved everything he did. So he could basically do whatever he wanted. Um, They offered him the show after Dave Letterman, the late show after Dave Letterman. Um, He decided to turn it down because of family um, and didn't seem like something he wanted to do. So then he he decides to go with ABC to do a primetime sketch show. And he hires these unknown um, rebel comics, you know. Um, and names like Steve Carell. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah. Um, names like Stephen Colbert. I don't know if you ever heard of that guy. Yeah. Um, Louis C.K. I don't know if you ever ever heard of heard that name before in positive or negative ways. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is an interesting thing. Part about watching this is you can tell it was mostly produced before a lot of this went down although i think i can see the seams where they've edited his kind of part back on this i gotta tell you i look when you're doing a documentary i don't i mean tell me the truth yeah you know what i mean like louis ck was there he wrote funny jokes like you don't have to change that yeah just because we you know have he did a, a good incl- uh, inclination yeah. yeah a good inclination of how awful a person he is we that doesn't change necessarily the truth of the documentary right yeah so anyway so just people like that who were absolute nobodies at the time got their start on the dana carvey show and it's basically the story of how wrong the show they put on was for abc after home improvement it was like got the after home improvement slot and um how it's become a cult classic and how people love it and it was a great hilarious show but it was just too boundary pushing for what people expected from Dana Carvey. The first sketch they ever put on this show was Dana Carvey as Bill Clinton talking (laughs) about being a nurturing president. And he's like, I want to tell you how nurturing I am. (laughs) And he unbuttons his shirt. Oh, no. And he starts breastfeeding a baby. (laughs) And then he unbuttons it further he has eight nipples. Like a cow? Like, yeah, or a dog or whatever. <laughs> and they're all actually lactating. When I say actually, I just mean there's actual sure, substance coming yeah. out of them. And they bring in puppies. They bring in kitties. They bring in other babies. Oh, my gosh. And just, and he's, you know, I'm the most nurturing president. As, there's you know, ever been. As everything is going on. And it's just like, it's hilarious. But you can just see the, you know, the, the people coming from Home Improvement. Just going, what is this? Uh, They said it's the greatest recorded uh, amount of people turning off their TV in five minutes ever. 
um, because they paid for minute by minute ratings for yeah. the first episode. And within those first five minutes, I think something like nine million people tuned out. Um, so it's it's a fascinating story of failing while doing something you love and that ultimately is probably fascinating and funny and interesting. Yeah. But it's just I, I think I, I really like this documentary. So it's called Too Funny to Fail and I hi- highly recommend it. So you have a really good Clinton, by the way. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's right up there with some of the best clintons i've ever heard see yours is good too i think clinton's just got kind of an He's easy cadence voice. to yeah to kind of do maybe it's because we're so close to arkansas that that's true we've seen so many we hear these people talk like this all the time yes <laughs> <laughs> there you go we did it man Woo! we did a podcast yeah we did i'm proud of you i'm proud of you yeah i'm proud of you <laughs> you aaron dicer i did not <laughs> have a podcast a, a podcast <laughs> with that man aaron dicer i'm all of a sudden very com- uncomfortable <laughs> very uncomfortable just leave your shirt button that's all i'm asking i'm a very nurturing co-host <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today for sif pop it is part of the studio dna podcast network if you want to find out more about other shows on the network uh, go to studiodna.media or you can search for Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to my nurturing co host, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you can catch him at Flick Freaks all over social media. I am at Aaron Dicer. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month and you get access to every bonus episode we've ever done, as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. Uh, also, your support going to be directly helping Sif Pop expand in 2019 through some fun new areas. Uh, find out more at patreon.com slash siftpop. A lot of ways to connect with the podcast. You can comment, rate, or leave a review at iTunes. Would love to see those reviews at iTunes. Uh, or you can email us, feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than figuring out what it takes to get a Documentary Award nomination. What does it take, Academy? Apparently not a uh, kindness. <laughs> uh, no spoiler chat this week, um, but we'll be back next week with some other fun stuff. We'll see you then. Bye! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.